get a map of Palestine and look it up, it says Philip was next found at Azotus. And if you look at the Gaza where he was at when he baptized the Ethiopian eunuch and at Azotus, you will see it's about 40 miles. This was the first, well, it wasn't the first, it was the first New Testament experience of Holy Spirit travel. The Holy Spirit picked Philip up, dropped him at Azotus. Now, that's better than United, American, and all of the others put together. You believe that God preordains us to be at certain places at certain times to talk to certain people? I do. This is the New Testament, folks. Hey, God can do anything He wants to do. He don't have to have your permission or my permission. But if He has our cooperation, it goes a whole lot easier and works a whole lot better to His glory. Everyone knows that trying to put out a fire by stomping on it only results in spreading it everywhere. Opposition to our efforts to spread the gospel is proof we are succeeding in reaching the lost. Let's do part three now. And we're saying here that spreading the fire involves contending for the faith. Wednesday night, we studied the book of Jude. And I have a quote here from the book of Jude. And the title of the Bible study Wednesday night was Contending for the Faith. And Jude is only 20-some verses long. But in that little book, Jude, who is the half-brother of Jesus, talks about how there will come those people who will take the gospel and they will twist it and they will change it and they will corrupt it for their own ends to gather their own crowd and prosper themselves. False doctrine, false teachers had already crept in in the New Testament church by the time Jude was written. And Jude was written somewhere between 60 and 70 A.D. So we're talking less than 30 years. And already false doctrines had creeped in. Jude said, Dear friends, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. For certain men have secretly slipped in among you. They are godless men who change the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign and Lord. It is no different today. We are called upon to contend for the faith. And now I take you back in the book of Acts to verses 9 and 10. And we talk about Simon the sorcerer. I am regressing chronologically, but it fits with what I'm trying to say spiritually and scripturally. Stay with me. The Bible says there that for some time a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. It goes on to say that he boasted that he was someone great and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is the divine power known as the great power. The Bible says that they followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God, and in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. Now, the sin of simony, or paying for a position and influence in the church, is named for Simon. This man had such an impact that I'm going to tell you about in a minute, that's not brought out in the New Testament book of Acts or any, really, book of the Bible in clear fashion. He pretended to get saved and was even baptized, but it was false. He was after one thing, 
And that was the power that he observed resident in the person of Philip and Peter and John. And when he saw them lay hands on people and these people receive the Holy Spirit, right then he said to them, give me this power, and he offered to buy it with money. Now, what did he see? He's already seen people delivered from demons. He's seen people healed. So what was it about the baptism in the Holy Spirit that so intrigued him to the point that he was willing to lay down money to provide money to purchase it? What was that? He saw them speak in tongues and prophesy, and he knew it was genuine, and he knew that was something he could not duplicate with magic. He knew that was some power he didn't possess. And then it says that he was rebuked. He was rebuked by the apostles and said, your money perish with you. And the Bible says that he repented, but he didn't really repent, as I'm going to show you a little later. 